guys, Alex Davis here. Thank you so much for joining me on the Apologetic Fun in 10 podcast, where we are going to give a gospel defense against false beliefs. We are here so that we can defend the gospel of Christ. I am currently pursuing my master's in Christian apologetics at Oklahoma Baptist University, and I'm having a blast and it is fun. So we are going to defend the faith together so that we might go and share the gospel. Join me. I'm really amped to be talking with you guys today about our topic of rest. So what is this idea of rest? How do we go about rest in a worldly manner that is unbiblical? And what is biblical rest? And how is this a false teaching? How can we contrast what the world believes and put it against scripture, against what God says, and live in the truth of what God says. So let's just go ahead and do this so that we can defend the gospel with those we do life with. Let's get started. So today we're going to be talking about Jonah, one specific guy, and we'll touch on a couple other people. Don't you dare worry. But Jonah is a person that was called by God. Okay, so he was called by God specifically to go talk to this particular people group that he didn't particularly care for, we might add, and they possibly wouldn't have treated him well. He just didn't really like these characters. But God says, hey, Jonah, you're going to go talk to them. You're going to exhort, kind of correct. You're going to do your thing. I've called you to this. Jonah's like, and I'll say, what now? Like, You're calling me to do what? And guess what Jonah did? If you're familiar with the story, you know the answer. But if you're not, Jonah ran from God. He tried to run from God's presence. Now, I don't know if you know or remember this, but when Adam and Eve were trying to hide from God's presence in the Garden of Eden after they sinned and literally caused the fall of mankind, They tried to hide behind a bush. You can't hide from God. God sees all the things, omniscient, omnipotent. Jonah didn't have any success. So what he did is he got into this boat. Yeah, he got into a boat on the water and got into the the bottom, whatever that's called. I almost said rudder, but I know that that's not it. And it's not a basement either. You know what I'm talking about though. And so he's at the bottom of the boat and he's hiding from God, attempting to. God sees him. God knows what he's doing. So guess what God does? God wants to get his attention. So he causes the waters to foam and froth and all these things are moving around him. And what is Jonah trying to do? He's trying to sleep. He's trying to close his eyes and escape from the reality of what God is calling him to do. God was calling him to do something and God, Jonah's like, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to close my eyes. I'm just going to rest and I'm just going to get away because this is too terrifying. This is too scary. And I'm just going to rest idly. Now that seems to be this idea that our culture has today. This idea that, okay, well, I don't really want to do that thing 
So I'm possibly just going to, you know, close my eyes, get in bed, turn the lights off, and just Netflix binge. I'm just going to snack on those Doritos, on those Cheetos, on those plates of brownies. Girl, do your thing. Boy, do you. Yeah, none of that is beneficial. This idea of laziness and slothfulness, God says no to. God says slothfulness and laziness is not of God. And that's what Jonah was succumbing to. He was succumbing to fear of what his call was and thinking that this idea of escapism it was rest for him. But it was actually rebellion against God. So this is not always the case that we see. Possibly this false idea of rest can even not just look like laziness, but it can also just appear as as this weird pride thing going on. I don't know if you've encountered this or seen this, but it's this, oh, look at me. I'm resting. I'm going out and partying like a crazy person. I'm resting. I'm having fun. What in the world is that? You're not resting. You're intoxicating your body and mind to a point where you can no longer think logically or function appropriately. There's no rest in that. That's just ignoring the circumstances of life. That's not true rest. That's ignoring the reality of what you are called to do and what life is throwing at you. We're called to conquer it. We're called to, to rest in Christ. Resting in Christ means surrendering to Christ and walking in the boldness of what he's calling us to do, but also resting in the truth of his word, which sometimes means to sit still. Continuing on with Jonah, he ended up in the mouth of a whale and was spit out onto the shore after he surrendered. He ended up in the mouth of a whale and having to rest with the father in the mouth of the whale. Prayer, time with God, literal surrender of his sin and rebellion against God. That is when he had rest. When he actually repented and gave up his own flesh, his own desires for the restoration of his calling. God said, you are called to share the truth of my words with these people. And Jonah did. He didn't want to, but God changed the attitudes of his heart. Rest will change the attitude of our hearts. So let's dive into some scripture that proclaim to us what this idea of rest looks like biblically which we've discussed, but in scripture verbatim, how we can defend it. Set your minds on what is above, not on what is on the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with the Messiah in God. Colossians 3, 2 through 3. Rest looks like setting our minds on what is above, not on what is on earth. It is recognizing for we have put our flesh to death and then our lives are then hidden within God, within Christ, our Savior. 
It is also then. You took off your former way of life, the old self that is corrupted by deceitful desires. You are being renewed in the spirit of your minds. You put on the new self, the one created according to God's likeness and righteousness and purity of the truth. Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. This is putting off our former ways of life and putting on the new self rather than our old deceitful desires of wanting to sit in the bottom of a boat, running from our calling, or simply pridefully thinking that we can find a way to avoid those same callings, those same desires that the Holy Spirit places on our hearts with worldly passions. No, no, no. We put on the new self, the one created according to God's likeness. And also, for we now know that the law is spiritual, but I am made out of flesh, sold into sin's power. For I do not understand what I am doing because I do not practice what I want to do, but I do what I hate. Romans seven fourteen through 15. So we see this. We are going to be tempted. Our flesh is going to say, no. Like I want to do my own thing. I want to run away. But this idea of wanting to reset in an unbiblical, uncharacteristic way of Jesus Christ, of our God and Savior, who rested on the seventh day of creation, after creating creation in six days, the seventh day literally rested, took time, took a breather to admire what he had done. He did not do it in a case to say, oh my goodness, now I, you know, had nothing else better to do. You know, I. it's not like I just created the universe. God created the universe. He created humans. He created man so that we could be in his image and he could continue this beginning of what he had started. God doesn't stop. He continues on and so can we. But also strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God, they said. Acts 14, 22. So why do I say all these things? Why am I talking about strengthening and becoming stronger in the Lord and going through these hardships and recognizing our flesh is because we are going to be tempted and we are not going to know how to fight off the darts of the enemy. And the way that we can truly fight off the darts of the enemy is implementing a God-fearing sense of rest. This will involve taking time for yourself in scripture, taking time for prayer, making sure you're in community, using the word of God to fuel you and allow you to rest. Thank you guys for tuning in. I really am thankful for you, for you beautiful listeners. Please feel free to connect with me through my email, through my Instagram. All those things are listed below. I'm going to have some resources below if you're interested for further study. Definitely encourage that if you want to have fun with apologetics and defending the gospel. It's super essential and important, especially in 2021. Am I right? (laughs) If you feel led, please fund this podcast. If you have any desire 
just reach out and chat because I want to know what you want to hear me chat about. Have an amazing day, my beautifuls. Thank you.